0: So before we get started, I have to shout out one of the sponsors of this podcast, and that's Disney Plus. Now, by now, most of you guys should know what Disney Plus is. It's the home of brands like Marvel, Pixar, Disney, National Geographic, and many, many other brands. And you should be catching up on shows of theirs. I love Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, The Mandalorian, WandaVision. These are all great shows brought to you by disney plus and if you're not checking them out you should definitely go and check them out and tell them hayes sent you peace what's going on ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of the awaken soul podcast and i am your host ceo hayes and if this is your first time listening to the podcast make sure you're following us at awaken Soul Pod. you can also follow me personally at ceo hayes that's ceo h-a-i-z-e so on this week's episode we have the boys my brothers from Socially unacceptable. Uh yeah, you can follow them at a Dope Little Pod Podcast. A Dope Little Pod. I don't remember which one it is. Check it out. I'm sure you'll find them. Uh, but nonetheless, we get into a really good discussion about how being a creative affects your mental health and the importance as black men to prioritize your mental health in, in whatever you do. So it's a really good, lengthy conversation. So because of that, I'm gonna do a little bit of a condensed um in the minor hay segment, but content's still there. Um, thank you guys for all the support of the, of last week's episode as well. Everything just continues to grow and uh, you know, in, in doing this it, it for 4 years, right? It's been 4 years of my life that I've been putting into this platform and the bricks media and everything that I do as a whole and the support I can honestly say just continues to grow each and every year and I just I really do appreciate you guys. I Always say like this podcast is it's my baby but it's more than just mine. So I always appreciate everything. Um, just, you know, everything, because I, you know, I'm nobody famous, anything, you know, we talk about imposter syndrome a little bit on this week's episode too, when I'm talking to the fellas and, um, it's, it's one of those things that you don't prepare. You can't really prepare for as a creative, like that imposter syndrome, uh, kind of kicking in and what you talk about, but you know, nonetheless, it does. And, uh i still deal with it to this day to a degree and so you know but that's that's enough of that that's enough of that I'm, I'm i'm gonna get off that before i get into a side tangent like i said that may have to be its own episode at one point in time but we're gonna go ahead we're gonna jump, jump into my dark and twisted crazy ass mind. before we do that we got to get into the intro music which is about to start
1: now the following is a breaks media podcast You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my daddy.
0: All right, so we're in my mind, and a little bit of what I talked about last week was the mandate... Um, that's coming down on a vaccine, even though they're not labeling it really as a mandate, right? Because they, they, they're not saying that that we're requiring Americans to have it. We're more so saying that, Hey, if you're not vaccinated, you can no longer work a, a job or B job. Um, and you know, even military personnel are, who are being discharged, not just honorably discharged, but discharged. We know, uh, healthcare workers are being replaced in certain States, um, teachers in some areas as well. And so it, this is this is the thing that I want to talk about. And you guys know I'm a I'm a minor conspiracy theorist. I don't get heavily into the conspiracy theories, at least not on this podcast in my regular life. If you guys catch me, I'll talk about it all day, but I don't bring because I know a lot of that can go. Not I don't want to say goes over people's heads, but it's enough craziness out there already that a lot of people just don't want to hear about that all the time. But I really do feel like the, the place that we're going is that it's going to be a lid blown off that cannot necessarily be put back on, right? Once you start mandating things for jobs and the government steps in, that's really something that typically doesn't get put back in the box very often. Um, And because of that, it makes me concerned as like, what then happens? Because COVID doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. Yes, cases can drop, fatalities can drop, but it doesn't seem like overall that virus is going anywhere anytime soon as it continues to evolve. So then as we look like even them going into booster shots, them like requiring that or not requiring, but suggesting that now, when does that become a requirement? And then now we're getting a shot every six months of something that some people don't even trust. You are taking people's livelihoods away by mandating that they get a vaccine that they may not want to. And, And here's the thing. I, was one that I thought that the whole wearing the mask was politicized when it shouldn't have been, right? Should have just been something. If this is what's going to keep people healthy, let's wear masks. Like, I, I, that's how I felt about the mask thing. But when you're asking someone to specifically put something in their body that is still new, and then yes, a lot of information is I'm not one of those people who, like my own conspiracy theory on this and what I'm going into isn't because I've I've been vaccinated, right? So it wasn't the whole thing of I necessarily feel like they're putting something in the vaccine that, I don't trust now, It's possible. I'm not saying that it's outside of the realm of possibility, but I chose not to focus on that thinking when I made my choice to get vaccinated. But for the for the Americans and the people who are and who do feel that way, and who just want more time and more information. And, you know, as someone who is a creative, as someone who's a podcaster, as someone who is a intellectual to a degree, the desire to have more answers to questions and the more time to let those questions evolve and those answers evolve as well, I could never take that away from somebody. I can never look at somebody and say, you're wrong for feeling like you need more information. So where we're going with this thing, where we're going with this vaccination thing, when you look at like we're coming out, right. Of, of Americans being unemployed. And we're looking at people who are going to be, like I said, having their livelihoods taken away, their ability to provide for their families taken away that, that, that is not, to me that is not making it a choice or an option that like uh, option is to say like hey you have the option to get the vaccine or not if you don't all right maybe you're a little bit more restricted in where you can go in your leisure time but then to say that people are you're taking away their ability to provide for their families because they're they're making a choice and they don't feel safe in getting a vaccine that's where we get into like I said it's that area like can you can that cap ever be put back on because now that this Precedent. I know it's it's been said that this is there's precedents for this before and everything, but you're 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 going into this area where okay, so now how long is that going to happen? How, what what about the next time something pops up? It, it 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 raises so many questions and so many concerns. Just as someone who sits back and watches society, that it it just it makes you think. It makes you think and like and I feel like so we went from these healthcare workers being essential workers. Right. Essential. Like during the time of the pandemic to now saying, hey, if you're making the choice to not get vaccinated, we're taking your job from you. That just does not sit right with me as a person. And so, you know, I have some concerns there. But, you know, then even when you look at like this whole thing and it goes into conspiracy thing like YouTube, demonetizing videos that talk too much about the vaccine. Right. Or pulling them down in some in some social media cases or, you know, not pushing them out to th- some of these channels that have thousands of subscribers. But you're not pushing their video out to even those subscribers because they have now an algorithm that checks for how often the vaccine is talked about in a negative light. This is all getting into an area where it's just it. You know, I, I didn't have an episode the week the Biden said our patience is wearing thin or however it was exactly uh phrased but when you put all these things together the biden comments the you know the algorithms that are now to check for people who are talking openly about vaccination and like i said raising questions um people getting their jobs and their livelihoods taken away military personnel being discharged this is this is sounding like a very very like the freedom of americans doesn't that doesn't sound very evident and when you think about those type of things now again. I understand the people also who are on the flip side of this who say who or who agree with the man, the vaccine being mandated because it if it helps us get this virus under check and it for to no longer be thing and us to get a regular way of living back. I understand it, right? I I, I understand. The people now that doesn't mean I agree again to agree and to understand are very different things. And sometimes like that was the basis that this whole podcast was built on. So I can understand both sides of it. It doesn't mean I have to agree with both sides. Um, And, you know, it's going to continue to evolve. I'll continue to talk about it. This is me just really, again, in my dark and twisted, crazy ass mine, that is really just what this is. This is a chance for me to talk about and get out my thoughts on this, on how the vaccine is becoming mandated. I would love to hear from you guys on how you feel about it again. No, I, if you want to hit me up on social media, it's at awaken so pod. If you want to send us any um comments or your concerns about the vaccine, um go ahead, theawakensopod at gmail.com. Um, but that's it. So that's it for my for my mind this week. Like I said, I would love to hear from you guys and hear how you feel about it. But we are gonna go ahead and take a brief musical break. On the other side of that, we're gonna jump into the conversation with Barry Wideout and Will Spliff from the Socially Unacceptable Podcast. Uh, this one is a great one. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Awaken Soul Podcast. I got my brothers in the building from the Socially Unacceptable Podcast. We got Barry Wide Isle and Will Spliff in the building.
3: Hello.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> how y'all doing today, man? Man, another day it took this long journey up here, man. I, I keep forgetting how far way. you live, bro. Yo, as soon as you I was like driving, I was like, how did he take this trip without any complaints? Man, I'd have said something. <laughs> Bro, drive, see, the
0: driving thing for me has never really bothered me. Only because, like, I'm one of those people who I'll drive. As long as it's under 10 hours, I'll drive it rather than fly. So, like, under, under 10 hours. Under 10 hours. 10 hours. Yeah. So, that little bit of shit Jesus. in the same right. city don't ever bother me.
3: Man, I was like, man, he's like three X's past Eastern. No, I don't know if I hit. <laughs> like, this is a trick. Y'all funny. <laughs> I'm used to it. Hold on. mm mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, man, so I appreciate y'all coming out, and specifically on this episode, I wanted to do something different, because I feel like every time all three of us together, we talk a lot of music, With well, that's our well, shit, we have dope-ass music conversations, but I wanted to have something a little bit more in-depth today, and the reason why I, I, I wanted to have this conversation is that I feel, A, already, black men talking about mental health is rare, it's needed, and everything like that, but I also feel like as creatives... It, us keeping our mental health a priority is difficult because not only are we balancing everyday life that every black man deals with, but as well as like the scrutiny of being in the public eye and creating, the mental stress over creating every motherfucking day at that, and then like everything that just goes into being in a creative space. So um, we're going to talk about that, but before we get into that, just as like a, as a slight like jumping into, a jumping off point to just talk about some shit in the world, our motherfucking Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Fam, and I don't know about y'all, the thing, like, him being convicted, it was long overdue. But the amount of black men that are still supporting this motherfucker is disgusting to me, bro. Like, I can't believe that shit. And, like, using the whole, like, I see a lot, I don't know what you guys have seen on social media, but at least on my social media, I see a lot of, like, comparing it to other white people and shit like that. And my thing is that I think when people do that, they forget that most of his victims were black women. So when you try to do that, you not only forgetting to protect black women, but outside of that, the motherfucker was a creep. Regardless of anything else, he needed to be in motherfucking jail. So, like, what's, what's your, been your guys' response? Like, how you guys have been dealing with that, and what have you been seeing on social media when it comes to shit?
3: Man, I see the same thing on social media, where they're trying to compare, and it's like, at the same time, why are you trying to justify? Like, yeah. that's all I, I'm reading into, It's like, you're trying to justify it. Exactly. Like, well, just go, look at Elvis, like, bro, it don't matter. You're, like, we're, we are, we're focusing on him right now. <laughs> like, exactly. this is what we yeah. yeah, yeah. He's going to jail. Um, so it's exposing a lot of people, and I appreciate that honestly. Like, for sure, I need to see your cards, and you're showing them. So, go ahead, man, because (laughs) it's fuck R. Kelly forever for me. (laughs) Yeah, bro, that shit is like it's insane. Yeah, Yeah.
1: no, I I agree. I'm just like fuck him. Next topic, (laughs) because it's like I don't know. He like we were talking about it the other day. He's been hiding in plain sight all these years. Literally. So it's like to even justify like. At the, I, I don't know. I just fuck him. Like his songs. <laughs> like, his, I mean, and age even, ain't
3: nothing but a number. That's is the thing a, you said. Plain,
0: hiding in plain yeah. sight. Age ain't nothing but an album cover. Art <laughs> Kelly is literally in the background of the album cover. He's Staring literally been hiding in plain sight literally. for thirty years, almost. <laughs> like, like just teasing you. Like, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: and so, and I honestly just don't get how anybody can defend it. Like, and or even compare it to anything else because it's just yeah. like, like you said, it's victims were black women and I don't know I get it the times were different but still all that that's just some blame shit just that's nah, really all I can say is just fuck No,
3: nah, yeah. the times are still the times like I was still looked down upon but talent you know beats everything so people just at that time yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. yeah sure. so but yeah f- yeah.
1: F- fuck em fuck em. <laughs> <That's all> the, <laughs> I, time and I, I, I hope I he gets the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. come on down bro I, I already, I already know. talking about him? Chicago man
3: so yeah cause this is just New York like this ain't the Chicago trial right like this is just piece yeah he's, he's still yeah. got i think
0: trials in two other places yeah. that, that he has that's coming up so shit's crazy man going back and watch that gail king interview is hilarious like <laughs> that came from a real place they, <laughs> exactly <laughs> like, and the, and the here, thing is, is is i really wonder you know mental health is something i talk about and we're going to be talking about today but like did he, di- did he disassociate himself so much from the shit that he was doing that he literally doesn't think he did anything wrong. Cause like going back and looking at the Gayle King interview, you can't tell me that that's not somebody who literally is confused why people are thinking he's a fucking pedophile or yeah. a, a creep. And it's like, dude, what the fuck?
3: <laughs> like, do you not know?
0: Like, exactly. You, yeah. Like,
1: they, no you think this is cool yeah and, and he then welcome to have the so nerve long. to call
3: himself the Pied Piper
0: which like, is a whole <laughs> like,
1: plain, sight. Plain, yeah, yeah. Like, plain sight
0: it's crazy man it's crazy and like I'm at the place now where like anybody any type of any form of R. Kelly supports you gotta get up all, out. like you block Like, and I don't oh, even usually yeah. block I'm not an advocate of blocking people mm-hmm. cause
3: usually I'm cool with ignoring whatever mm. else but that shit Fuck that. I got daughters, man. Yeah. You got to get up off my timeline with that bullshit. Yep. Because people are still so well. I'm going to still play his music. Like, for what though? Like, yeah. you don't hear the lyrics now a little bit differently. Like, exactly. exactly. It'll sound no crazier. No you know what I mean?
0: It'll be different if, like, he didn't sing about, like, going back and listen, he is singing about the yeah. exact shit yep. that
1: he
3: did. Yep.
0: You may
1: be young,
3: but you're ready life imitates art like, well, like he put
1: that like, he right on was wax 100 <laughs> of unapologetically yeah. himself yeah. Music. all of that came from a real place yeah, yeah. but people yeah.
3: sing it right along you know what i mean selling that, out stadiums yeah that seems like you ready is like so creepy <laughs> like just in the song itself you know what i mean yeah i don't see nothing wrong like just the song titles just mm-hmm. just go back and look at the songs but yeah it's um He's a nasty guy, man. And I'm glad he's in there. Absolutely. Put put him and any of his supporters
0: need to be in the jail
3: right along with this.
0: Anybody who
1: co-signed any anything he did for real needs to be held accountable.
3: The question though is, are you still gonna listen to songs written by him? You know what I mean? Because it's a line.
0: That is the difficult part of it because R. Kelly wrote or produced on like almost ninety percent of R and B classics in that time frame. Mm -hmm. So it's like because he didn't perform it, do I, am I okay with it? Because like even even the other day, like I'm just driving listening to my '90s R&B playlist, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting here like R. Kelly wrote this shit. Now he isn't on the song at all, but he wrote this shit. So yeah, like I'm, I'm honestly I don't mm-hmm. I don't know because at that point now we're penalizing other artists who didn't do the shit. Right. So it's like I, I don't know, but I can't blame anybody who's like anything written. Produced, mm-hmm. performed, all oh, that shit yeah. got to go. I can't blame them at they wrote all. Wrote a song for Mike
3: too. Dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what about the yeah. first Space Jam? So, yeah. Oh yeah. Is that, that for that I like, believe I can fly? Do you still believe you can fly? They used to play that shit at like graduations, <laughs> bro. <laughs> <The> <laughs> you most inspirational song. Imagine to play that shit at like senior graduation. <laughs> Yo, R. Kelly parked outside. They gonna play it again at graduation. <laughs> but no, no. It's, oh uh, man. He's going to cancel. Oh am Oh That's a lie. But yeah, that's. I'm glad uh, it, man. Yeah. We'll see what happens at the next one, but yeah. he going away forever. Oh yeah, he ain't never going no, no, for right. a cookie.
1: You think he going to make it to trial? Yeah. Well, all of these you think yeah. he
3: Yeah, they ain't going to kill the black. Oh, guy. not they not R Kelly. Like yeah, yeah. it would be if me or you were in jail for yeah. that shit. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, we be we they would have been dead at the at him I mean, being like this. Do you think I don't want to sound about hey, government
1: or something going to take him out? No, like himself. I don't oh. want to sound like nor oh. I don't want to say it.
0: I mean, anything's possible. Yeah, cuz I think I think him like that—that that shred of hope that he was holding on to, that he was gonna get the fuck out, that shit's gone. Mm. So I don't know, bro.
1: So I was like, will we even make it that far oh, in the story, man. or I don't know, man. And I hate to get dark like that, but no, like, that's uh,
3: a good.
0: Th- yeah. These are yeah. some
1: serious cases that, like,
3: he know he going away forever. I don't know, he man. Really he
0: might be hosting talent out? shows. And okay, and so here's time, the question bro. I want to ask you guys because this is a something that is really confusing to me because there's still women who are supporting Art Kelly in this shit, and that shit blows my. Fucking, my, I don't understand it, bro.
3: It's it's confusing. You know what I mean yeah. to say the least. Cause I feel like they should be the first one on the line. Like you know what I mean. I yeah. don't feel like they shouldn't, but it's protect black women at all. Cause so how are y'all not understanding that too as black women? But
1: you think some people just defending just to be on the other side? Like just to I just I mean that. people
0: do shit all the time for like social media and reaction. So
3: that I don't put anything
0: in past you think that shock value. Really you know.
1: believe that they really support him like I don't, I don't know I just yeah. don't get any like, no I think so
3: I think it's like, yeah, hell yeah I, I think know. people are still ride around listening to albums and stuff by him I don't think that's that, I feel like didn't the streaming numbers go up yeah you know what <laughs> I mean yeah <laughs>
1: let me see what he talked about that's yeah I mean.
3: you know what I'm saying so it was after the um, the R. Kelly documentary whatever that yeah so I don't know we go. we gonna see
0: that remains to be seen. That story is going to be interesting to watch. Whenever they make the, because you know Lifetime's going to make a movie about that yeah, shit, at least yeah, yeah. if not somebody Absolutely. else. Um, but moving on from that shit. All right, let, let's get into the main shit. Let's fuck R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of mental health, <laughs> so I think this topic is is pertinent because not only like outside of just being a creative, the last two years have been taxing on mental health like a motherfucker mm-hmm. with the pandemic and shit. So. What, uh, what, where are you guys right now at with like evaluating, protecting, and even taking a look at your own mental health?
3: Man, uh, trying to take a step back and look at it because everybody tells me that I have not everybody, but people I'm really close with tells me I have like certain issues I need to work on. Mm-hmm. So, even trying to look at those issues, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a problem. I probably should work on that. That's where I'm at. You know okay. what I mean? Like, literally okay. assessing my problems at this moment because, like you said, it's been taxed in the past two years, and I've been trying to like stay away from it even though it's right in our face mm-hmm. but i don't know anxiety and all that stuff so it's more of a i'm figuring it out you know what i mean i fully, uh
1: for me because i used to like never consider myself as a creative mm-hmm. but these past two years is when i think i've began to see myself and that's when i really became aware of my mental health because it's like um, with creating and doing it so often and with everything that's going on, it's really like exposed a lot of things in myself, like tendencies, habits and um, things like that. So, yeah, I guess you could say I'm still assessing mine as well and trying to find ways. Because like when you, were, uh, when you were on our show a couple months ago, um, you actually gave me some advice that I took right away. It's like because uh, we we're getting I was mentally I was getting bogged down with the shit on the news mm-hmm. and all of that process and um so I, I was stuck and so i went up took your advice went ahead took a trip went to florida came back and things did look differently and so that was one of the things i think had i not been like in this creative space that i would have figured out and needed to do and go from there if that makes sense
0: that makes sense that makes sense like yeah I, I mean taking taking a break taking a vacation is always amazing for mental health and i think like we it's easy to forget that because you just see it as like oh i'm just i'm just gonna go on this trip and like but taking a break from the day-to-day, the norm, breaking up that monotony, like it allows you a different perspective and you'll be surprised. Like when you go back, even some of the shit that may have been annoying before you come back and you're like, you know what? This ain't that bad.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but, uh, I find it interesting that you said that you didn't view yourself as creative. So what have you viewed? just Cause I, we've known each other, like well, it's going on four years at this point now. Right. Yeah. So, so what did you view yourself as if it wasn't a creative? Uh,
1: the homie who got mics, <laughs> got mics because like even when we started doing it honestly i got the most joy out of it just hanging with my friends once a week mm-hmm. like because that's all essentially podcasting was like all right we have good conversations let's just record them and then it came to the point where it was like okay we can do this every week and it gives us time one to hang out discuss what we need to but yeah <laughs> i was just the homie with the mic and mm-hmm. Through just, like, repetition and then, like, um, linking with you and then just seeing what it could turn into, Mm. I didn't realize, because I felt like anybody could start a podcast. Yeah. Literally. Especially, like, with the way we started, like, everybody has the power to walking on them. So, it it was more so imposter syndrome, I guess. Okay. Because I didn't feel like I was doing anything special. But then I started to get feedback and seeing how, like, other people received the content and then seeing... even. Watching how like, our relationship has changed since we started forming and all of that, that's when I was like, okay, we actually are doing something that's different. Yeah. And then, so, that came with its own challenges after that. After labeling myself a creative after that, I was like, okay, now I felt like I have these expectations and things. Different different how of challenges came when I started to identify as a creative that okay. I saw. But did, I loved it, though.
3: Did you always see yourself as a creative? Just a homie with the mic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was... Um, like you said, it was really just kicking it with friends, having dope conversations throughout uh-huh. the week. Um, that didn't really hit me until, like you said, feedback from artists, mm. you know what I mean, started coming in. Like people that we know and stuff and other people gave us feedback. But when like other creators were literally looking at us like, oh, no, your stuff is different. Yeah. Like you do something differently than I've ever encountered as far as like in Columbus or in Ohio. You know what I mean? So mm. it's like, that's I'm like, oh, no this, is, no, this is something we can actually do. Like this is we're working you know what i mean for sure, um, for sure. and it was so really
1: yeah. like the outreach of you and other creatives who are just like yo your shit is dope and i'm like oh wait so all these people that i'm looking to that I, <laughs> that inspire me think <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm dope yeah maybe You're i am here yeah mm-hmm.
0: and, and i think too like the thing with content creation is that um it is like i always say that too like there's nothing that makes me special as far as a creative other than my ability to just figure the shit out and get the shit done. Right. But mm-hmm. like every tool, everything that I've learned, it's all been from like public, like anybody can get the tools that I use to learn is just if you have the passion for it. But that passion is what turns us from just normal people mm-hmm. to actual creatives. Because like anybody can just sit in the, in front of that's why I always say like people who, who say they want to get in the pockets are like, yeah, I could talk about anything. Just talking don't make you a creative. You feel oh me? Like man. anybody, yes, anybody can talk, especially if it's something that you love. Mm-hmm. and that you're passionate about but the thing that that separates it and where the conversation about mental health comes in at is that when you don't fucking feel like creating
1: mm.
0: and you still have <laughs> still to do that man. shit man. Man. listen that, 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 and that's the thing for me that like because over the pandemic i didn't take a break a lot of the podcasts took breaks or whatever mm-hmm. i was creating all through the pandemic and you like, expanded. yeah it's true i also i also grew and like there's several episodes while i was learning video when my beard is Biggest fucking shit, and my hair is long as shit because the barbershops were closed. But, like, um, mm-hmm. like getting through those episodes made me realize, like, and seeing the other creatives that I respected, they stopped creating content and I was still going. That made me be like, all right, this is what separates me from people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's the drive and the desire to get to it. But where that mental health coincides with that is, like, I don't know how it works with you guys. Me, like, I have these periods of being hyper creative. And I, th- I tweeted about this earlier today. Like, where I will knock out because, you know, I have several different podcasts. Like I will literally be here in the studio and I don't have my kids two and three days for the most part throughout that time and knock out like three episodes for each podcast and just have them stored and ready to go. But then after that, my mental is fucked up. Mm. And so like, (laughs) so like though having those periods of, of hyper creativity and then just my normal creativity outside of that, it's the reset because the shit that, that I talk about isn't always the easiest shit. And Mm. so like for me, it's easy to get bogged down sometimes in that shit. And then I need to learn to separate. So the way that I kind of looked at this, and let me know how you guys agree or disagree with it is that I feel like no matter how good, or whether you're making money at this shit or not, being a creative can only take up 20% of your life. And the reason why I say that is because outside of just being a creative, most of us still have to work nine to fives. Still got to be parents. If we have kids still got to make time for your family or yourself, if you don't have a big family, um, leisure time to just do whatever the fuck you like that's not involved in cre- in being a creative and like if you allow if you allow your creative side to take over 20% of your life i don't see how anybody can be mentally stable in a sense i don't give a fuck if you're joe budden joe roke i don't give a fuck who you are if if it takes up more than 20% of your time you're fucked is where i feel what do you guys think about that
3: that's actually a good way to look at it man as far as that cuz giving too much out you know what yeah. i mean will crash you um I feel like I'm at that 20% mark, you know what I mean, as far yeah. as doing the work. Man,
1: that's such a different way to look at it, though. Yeah. I'm sitting <laughs> there, like... I feel triggered now because I'm, like, looking at my time, and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he'll tell you, I'll go out... Because, like, it's weird, because my creativity, now that I'm identifying it, um, it comes, like, in waves, so I'll be, it'll be, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, I'll wake up, go sit outside of my patio, and knock out an entire two-hour episode mm-hmm. just because I really... And I think it stems from, I know I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but we were talking about the other day, um, It is, I think it goes into the mental health. Like, a lot of times we sit way too close to the content that we create mm-hmm. to actually enjoy it or really see how dope it is. Yeah. So it's like, we'll drop a trailer or something. Somebody said, like, it's fire. And all I'm looking at is the things that I, like, messed up or why I felt rushed to put this out right mm-hmm. now. And so that comes with its own problem. So I think that's where a lot of mine starts from. And having that. Um, I think I spent way more time, way more than 20% of my time, but I'm also still in like the learning phase on like establishing a routine and cause I like, I like doing it. So it's also my leisure time as well, Yeah. but I do need to uh, put those boundaries you just spoke about. Cause I do see other areas of my life where, okay, I'm absent for six hours, three days a week, but I'm super excited because like, Oh yeah, I have this thing that's awesome that I want everybody to see, but it's not ready yet. Yeah. And then I'm trying to show everybody clips like Kanye preview on my album before it comes out. And at that point, it just, yeah. I, th-
0: I think for, for me, it's freeing once you get to the place of once it's released and out to the world, you don't own that shit anymore. That mm-hmm. is for the people who are consuming that content. Yeah, mm-hmm. listen back. Because I think I talked to you guys one of the first times we talked. like It's like listen watching game tape. Go back and listen. But, like, mm-hmm. you have to separate yourself from what you create. Mm-hmm. And so, like, once you, you learn to, like, Trust yourself enough. That's that's really what it boils down to. Is that if you trust yourself as a creative, once you release it, you're free of it. Mm. Take a second to revel in the reaction, the the people listening to it, or whatever. Then take some time to yourself, and then it's kind of time to jump back in and start playing in the next episode. Mm. So like like that's why you have like because I will I when I started this I will obsess about an episode. For two days after it's out. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm I'm going back and listening and re-uploading. Because, like, I, I hear a little <laughs> something in the background. So, like, I had to learn. It's out already. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. It's out. You feel me? It's out. So, let me take this time. I'm going to retweet. I'm going to interact with people who are who tweeting about and listening to it. And then I'm going to take some time to myself. And then we're going to jump back in and start on the next one. But that one that's out already, I'm not obsessing over that shit.
1: I have a question so, for you, though. Yeah. Because um, I feel like we're at the stage now with our podcast where... I think I feel like we're doing some of our best work. To we're about to take off now, Mm -hmm. and so one of the things that that I've always wanted to ask you is like, okay, with your mental health routine and taking care of yourself, did that change after the bag started coming, or like how did you see (laughs) money influence? After the bag
3: started coming. Oh man.
0: Okay. So yes. So after the Disney Plus deal, I went back into being hyper sensitive over what I was creating because I felt like at that point in time that I had a sponsor in Disney Plus, which was huge. That my work had to be a certain way. Mm. And then I started realizing, well, no, they decided to invest in your shit because your shit is already good. Mm. So then after I started making money from my shit, I think for me, it was easy. Like, I don't even, I don't really think about, I honestly, and people will listen to this and don't believe it, but like, I don't think about the check. Like my, my ad revenue check comes once a month. I just got the shit the other day. I look at it, be like, all right, this was a good month. I deposit and I keep it fucking moving. Mm, okay. Like that. that's just real talk. Like I, and, you know, I think because it's, it's, it goes both ways. Right. Because if I have a down month where I don't make as much ad revenue, it's like, all right, am I failing on something? I can, I can obsess over that or I can let the money make me obsessed to just keep doing shit and, mm-hmm. and make more. And it's like, no, like there's not many people who are, who aren't big names who have gotten to the place where I've gotten. Mm-hmm. So I'm good. Don't, no, I don't worry about this.
1: Mm, okay.
0: Yeah. So I, I think too, like it, when you, you asked about uh, my mental health routine, um, it developed over time. I think I just recently got to a place to where because you, I, I didn't miss releasing an episode. Even now, there's more episodes of The Awakened Soul than weeks The Awakened Soul has even been in creation. Oh. This is episode, this is episode number episode two twenty five. But I'm at two hundred and almost sixty episodes, counting bonus episodes that I was doing. Mm. Awakened Jeez. Soul just turned four years old in August. Oh shit! Congratulations! Yeah, thank That's you, an thank achievement. you. Achievement. So, um, two hundred. So, but this was, this has been the first year that like, there've been times where I'm just like, you know what? I got something to talk about, but it's not enough for a full episode. Not going to drop an episode this week. And I'm perfectly fine, fine doing it. And people think I'm crazy because now that I get paid, like I can literally drop an episode and this isn't a sound cocky of a 15 minute conversation and get 2000 listens. And that's going to be some money in my pocket. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, all right, am I watering down the brand by doing that? Mm, okay. So it's like I, I'm fine just being like, look, this week I ain't got shit for y'all this week, but catch me next week.
3: <laughs> That's the roughest. Yeah. I'm like trying to find anything to talk. With. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just and then we'll still come together. Like, okay, so we're just gonna talk. You know what I mean? Yeah, just, yeah. But, mm-hmm. but yeah,
1: because you also get uh, getting big up you because you also gave us some helpful feedback as well during our conversation we had about creating content and then mm-hmm. just commenting on it. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. that of advice literally like sort of reshaped the way we went around all the episodes after that mm-hmm. and so yeah i want to pick up you up for that Thank you. i appreciate you. that you.
0: man yeah it's and you know there there are a lot of comment content commentators out there and there's a place for that right mm-hmm. but it makes it different when you're actually creating content so not just listening to album and saying hey let's talk about all these tracks but like what you guys do you link it back to like all right well what's been the growth over kanye over his career mm-hmm. and like that's the difference between just commenting on content and creating a new level of content because mm-hmm. not only are they getting that album review from you guys, but now they're getting an actual commentary and thoughtfulness put into how this artist has grown or not, and that's mm-hmm. what makes it different. um And that's you know that's that's why I, I at least on this podcast I try not to. This is my podcast where I try not to really con- comment a lot on albums because I have the breaks radio for that mm-hmm. film, I have the film frequency for that. Like I have other avenues for that. Like this is where. The creation is, like, special. I really try to take these concepts and break them down. But sometimes in that shit, bro, like, this shit can be heavy as fuck. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And and I don't think people, because they sit back and they listen, and they don't realize the thoughtfulness they had to go into just preparing. So in talking about mental health, that means that I have to stop and sit about and be a, and admit to myself where I'm failing my own mental health. That shit ain't easy, bro. Mm-hmm. That shit ain't easy.
1: Oh, yeah. So... Yeah. And then to be able to tell people, like, yo, yeah, this is where I'm failing in my mental health. Yeah. Like, just being in the public eye by itself creates its own, like, mental health challenges.
0: For sure. Especially as me, like, I know people don't think it, but I'm introverted as a... M- you guys have been around me outside of... Pod- I don't talk. <laughs> like, people who think that, like, they listen to this shit and be like, how do you not talk You podcast? I literally do not talk if I'm not in front of a mic more times. As soon as
1: these cameras go off, as it goes dead. Silent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: So like yeah, it, it's it's a, and live shows like that shit is the most for me, oh, bro. My body shuts down for two days after after every time I did a live show. The last live show I did was in Dallas. That was right before the pandemic. Uh, that was like two hundred people, and it was a, it was a great show, amazing show, whatever. But then afterwards, on that flight back, I was like, Look, I don't want to see anybody <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. for
0: a week. And then luckily, three days after that is when the fucking pandemic started. So it was oh, like yeah. and lockdown happened. So like mm-hmm. I got to reset then, but. That's just crazy,
1: man. And that was one of the, and I hate calling them benefits of the pandemic. Yeah. But like, I we started to seeing, an, I started seeing an increase in like a lot of podcasts doing live shows, and then so like we got a couple of offers, but then the pandemic hit, and I'm super introverted as fuck. So mm. as soon as that hit, I'm like, oh hell yeah, now the playing field's level. We can all start from the same place. I don't gotta stand in front of 200 people because I'm introvert. That'll give me hella anxiety. Like, I, yeah.
0: The thing the pandemic taught me too is the benefit of um, digital events. Is doing that shit over the internet because then you don't have to look at all two hundred people at one time. Oh man, (laughs) yeah,
3: I can't imagine. And that's I know the place we want to get to, but it's like right now in my head, Uh like talking to two hundred.
1: Like a live panic attack on stage (laughs) for hours. Oh, bro, my first ever live (laughs) show,
0: the one in DC. Um, legitimately, I was in the back, and I came out, and I fucked myself up because I came out and saw how many people were sitting there, and that one. There were like 110 people at that one. And AJ literally had to come to me and be like, grab my hand and be like, you got this. Calm down cuz she could see it on my face. Like my I, I was fucking flustered as fuck. And then uh I took two shots of tequila.
3: Okay, that's going to open you up. You yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. And then when I when I was
0: when I was walking to come out there and they started playing the music and shit, and I was like, okay, I got this. And then I remember, I can't I don't remember exactly what I said, but I remember the first sentence out my mouth had the whole crowd laughing. Because I think I said something like, oh, you motherfuckers actually showed up, didn't you? Mm. And that shit had everybody laughing, and then my nerves got down. Because it was like, alright, mm-hmm. I've broken the ice now.
3: Mm-hmm. But that shit was scary as fuck. Yeah, I can't imagine. We got offered to do, I forget what the show was, at a black event. And he called me, he's like, yo, you trying to do it? I'm like, yeah, like... I want to.
1: I, I, I was really happy do. he said no. <laughs> like, all right,
3: it's done. It You got to do it in two days. I'm like, oh, that's not enough
1: time, man. That's yeah, not, yeah. That's not enough. Barely, at you the can't. time, we were barely writing our own show. <laughs> Literally. like,
0: So, yeah. it yeah. was. Uh... So, how, like, how, how have you used being a creative to help your mental health? Because, like, for me, I always say The Waking Soul is my diary, so I get a lot of shit off my chest when I
3: have those episodes. Is that how you guys use it too? Honestly, yeah. It's just an open platform to us. For me, just to be honest in my spare bedroom. <laughs> <It's really laughs> right. like, I feel like, like that's all it is. Like man. the
1: first uh, like half hour of our show, just thoughts over thirty. Mm-hmm. So it's just shit that we learn that we really don't get to talk about that other people wouldn't really appreciate or get like mm-hmm. just every, everyday life. Yeah. And so like yeah, it's definitely been that. Um, that and it's good being around family yeah so it's like okay we have this scheduled time once a week to be about family and we start noticing like the teamwork and how everybody start playing their roles and stuff like that like makes me happy gets me excited and that's where i get my sense of like fulfillment when everybody's engaged in something for sure and so like um that and through the being a creative like i've gotten music and other avenues that have like helped my mental health that made me happier that have brought me to better places like i there's music that i've come across that i wouldn't have come across had we not started the podcast makes sense and there's like artists and people that i wouldn't have met that have helped my mental health and even identified some mental health things that i wouldn't have seen had i not started yeah, this podcast honestly real.
3: they're like two therapists i feel like in the room whenever i'm talking you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, like, yeah yeah so okay. that just it's a balance for me to help me out through just normal life so like you said it's a diary but it's actually feedback in that diary from people that's true life. so it yeah, it elevates, I guess, my mental in certain ways where I know I shouldn't be doing something. They like, yeah, you definitely shouldn't you be wild. doing that. <laughs> 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 oh, okay, yeah, I'm stop. I'm gonna stop. So yeah, i cases. The first
0: episode, uh I did an episode on blackmail vulnerability. And when I tell you, even creating like the concept, it was me and Jay from Just Say Words. And uh after we recorded, I'm like, people are not gonna like this shit. Not because the content was bad, but because me and him really opened up on some shit that black men just don't talk about publicly. I'm like, motherfucker's going to listen to this shit. They're going to be like, all oh, these niggas, this, this, and this. When I tell you the amount of men who reach back out to me like, bro, I'm glad you said that shit because I haven't been wanting to say it. Mm-hmm. It was like, all right, I'm good now. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, like, us as black men, right, we, we'll talk about sports. We'll talk about women. We'll talk about everything else mm-hmm. all day. But, like, how often do we really stop and be like, hey, bro, how's your mental today? Mm-hmm. You feel me? And I think like once we start having more conversations like because women do that shit now. Most of that shit, they'll end up bashing men and just have their little echo chamber. And that's fine if that's what they need. Mm-hmm. But like men, we really don't we don't slow down and have those conversations with each other. So I think like when we're able to, especially like us as content creators and have it publicly at that, mm-hmm. it breaks down that barrier a little bit more. Mm-hmm. A little bit yeah. more. And they just keep chipping chipping away at it till like people are gonna start being like, look, this breakup fucked me up and this is why. Rather than just be like, oh. Fuck her. I'm gonna go get, get three more bitches. Yeah. Like, I'm cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't no, that, even need you.
1: Beautiful thing about this space because I, I forget who said it, but somebody said, like, niggas, well, I'm good their way into depression. Mm-hmm. And so, with us having a podcast, okay, you can say I'm good in the beginning, but by the time we finish, we all really know what just happened and yeah. have a battle plan to go forward. Yeah, because like for you said, sure. it's
3: hard to be vulnerable, so that I'm good is just a simple, like, hey, just leave me alone. Like, yeah, yeah. Let you know me right, process good, this I'm for you. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. good. But Meanwhile,
1: you going through it.
3: As soon as you are vulnerable, like, no, I need a hug. Oh, you a bitch. <laughs> 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 it's, <I'm soft. laughs> it's like, what? It's like, I just I need a hug. I need some <laughs> <laughs> transfer of energy. You, know? you a whole-ass <laughs> Stop like, being right. a bitch. All right, I'm sorry, I'm done. No, I'm good. Right. You feel me? I
0: feel it. I feel it. And, uh, when, how do you? How do you, because you 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 two are close like y'all family at this mm-hmm. point, right? It's, it's not just friends. Oh, like yeah, for sure. How do you guys support these
3: mom too? On my <laughs> <phone>? <laughs>
0: By the way, yeah. did you know your mom follows me on Instagram? Believe it. Like it made me reevaluate some of the shit that I post. <laughs> nah.
3: Don't, do that. <laughs> Don't
0: do
1: that. That's the nope. reason. Why, that's the reason why she
0: follows
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, me. I, I swear. Yeah. She yeah. likes
0: some shit one day, and I'm like, who is this? And I went on her page. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. my dukes. She out here. But nonetheless,
3: like uh how do you how do you how has being creatives helped you guys support each other better as as brothers? Oh man, it's daily phone calls that will start with the podcast and end with us talking about like mm-hmm. just life in general. Some shit that happened. Like me. even yeah. when I had that little situation with the course this past yeah, week. Yeah. It was like the first phone call. Oh, some like bro, I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was like, I'm gonna call mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like literally. So that it's in itself, yeah, it just brought us closer than which is crazy because we've known each other since sixth grade so the fact that just that platform is really just airing out our our stuff that yeah so
1: and it's really I think trust a lot of trust especially like yeah we've always been family like we've lived Mm -hmm. together in family Mm -hmm. but like well we both this is the first thing that we've ever worked on like together Okay. Like as like a project or Don't something. Don't forget like? about the paper boys
3: or oh, uh we okay, were producers for okay, yeah, like mind. a month together.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Myspace.com slash paper paperboys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, I think a lot of trust because it was like uh this is like okay, the first major thing that yeah, we worked no, on. That we together stuck
3: with for yeah, for longer than now. a month. Mm-hmm.
1: And like um and then just watching each other grow, so I was like, okay, yeah. We would have an interview that I wouldn't be prepared for, but I know that. He's good in this area. So, like, I trust him. And then, like, even yesterday we had an interview. And we all surprised the hell out of each other. Mm. And it's, like, moments like that where it's, like, okay, we each build trust because, like, we'll record. They trust me to get the stuff out. Yeah. And, like... Uh, we trust each other by the time we are ready to record that we're all prepared. We all are going to leave with a productive
3: session. Yeah, action. nobody even asked this week, like, everybody ready? Like, it was none of that. It like was just show up at this time. We got it, you know. Like, we stopped
1: sharing is. notes, stuff like that. We just yes, show up like now because, like, I know you he. I know what he brings to the table. He knows what I'm going to do with it afterwards. I know what B, shout the to EBT Bandit, know what he going to mm-hmm. do when he show up, too. So mm-hmm, it's like, yeah. I, I got to like, get him on, too. I
0: thought you guys were going to bring him on, I, honestly. like
1: oh, nah, Scheduling conflict. Scheduling up. conflict. Because you know I mean? we yes. we literally we had an interview yesterday.
3: Because he's still an adult too. Yeah. We're all over thirty. Yeah,
1: is... <laughs> like, bro. Yo, <laughs> that's, and that's the crazy. Yeah. Since we talk about mental health, y'all knees I'm talk y'all about knees
3: it. start popping yet? Oh my, bro! I walked to my car, <laughs> and my, my ankle rolled. <laughs> <laughs> I was out of work for like a week. He's was there, mm-hmm. bro. My, like
0: I, I so bro. I used to be the ideal. Like even when I was at my most overweight, like I never had any health issues yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. I I was thirty. I went to I think it was Atlanta. I was walking around downtown Atlanta all day, just like seeing my people going to bars or whatever. Went back to the hotel that night. I woke up. And when I tell you, I woke up and it felt like a circus just decided to all walk mm-hmm. across my legs. And this is a this is a thing that I have done my whole mm-hmm. life. Like it's just walking around. And it took me like a week to
3: recover. I'm like, oh, okay, so this is what That's 30 the, is re- like. That's the, the recovery time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like 30. Yeah, it's like it yeah. hurts. I'm, I'll be over this in a couple of days. No, ankle's still on swole. This like is crazy, four days man. in a row. Like, oh this my shit God. This is crazy. But were you, what were you about to say?
1: Oh, I forget now. You
0: said you about to ask something about mental health.
1: Oh, scheduling. Because <laughs> I feel like that is the hardest part of the entire creative process at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. Is trying to get four people in a room at this four adults over 30 in the room at the same time because everybody has their lives yeah that's probably one of the i would say the areas that i struggle with most is trying to that brings me the most anxiety is like okay i got three here four here he's good this day this day so i'm in my room with a calendar chalkboard (laughs) trying to like it's crazy Mm
2: -hmm. but
1: um i think that that itself also is really what like starts my anxiety because I'm like okay I want to make sure I have time to get everybody and we do it every week so it's like I want to make sure we get I get this out soon so we can work on the next one just cause yeah. we on schedule and so like um but yeah scheduling is probably probably the number one trigger of my anxiety that I've noticed with being creative is because I'm so like and I never thought I was a control freak. Mm hmm. But it's like, I'm starting to, doing this, I realize, like, okay, I want to have control of the audio, the visual. i want to do oh, this. Oh, yeah, sometimes that I got to tell Welcome to my down, conundrum. Like, I, I want to
0: have control. This is why I don't use the overhead lights. I got so many fucking lights just around here, because I want everything to be perfect. But, um, for, like, scheduling is one of the things that does cause me, because, you know, a lot, when I'm sitting here by myself, it doesn't matter. Because I can come on, mm-hmm. turn on the studio, and record by myself whenever. For example, somebody we both know, Malcolm. When I tell you, me and Malcolm have a dope ass episode planned about entrepreneurship mm. and how everybody isn't really ready to be an entrepreneur. Ooh, I gonna be sick. We we planned this episode eight months ago. We I think have I've had seen it on Twitter. We have had over twenty five dates scheduled to record this episode. And when I tell you, it's literally it's been my kid sick, his kid sick. Oh, I'm on my way. My kid's school just called. I gotta go pick oh, my daughter stuff up. That you to, like uh-huh. it's you know, like, like it's just yeah. and that's why I, I can't blame him because no. I've had the shit yeah. and he's had the shit. Yeah. Like finally mm-hmm. we got this shit nailed in. God forbid anything else happened. But like when I tell you this episode is gonna be transformative in a in a way for like people who like think they want to be entrepreneurs, we've had this shit planned for so fucking long, bro, that like
3: Man, Yeah,
1: that's that's some heat. I'm I'm here for that one. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm, so about um,
3: 25 dates. We just had to push uh, NASA gold off for three weeks. And I was in here like, bro, we got to get him on. <laughs> show, no matter what <laughs> happened. You mm-hmm. know what
0: I mean? Yeah. Just, I, so I can't imagine. We
1: try to get here for the last. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And then
0: now, I think too, now that people, since the episode, me and you did with my cousin,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and people actually saw like how the studio was actually set up for guests, mm-hmm. people have been hitting me up like crazy. But the thing is, is that it's like, first, my kids are here. Like, I, oh, I have 50-50 custody. So I have like half the time open. And then on top of that, especially in the summer, I had photography jobs that I was mm-hmm, doing, videography mm-hmm. shit that I was doing. So, like, people hit me up and, like, what can you do on Monday? Mondays are a no-go for mm-hmm. me. And then I'm like, well, you're not available any other time than Mondays. And Monday's the only time to work for me. That shit, because there's there's things that I want to create with people that our schedules just have not aligned. Me mm-hmm. and Von Graves want to do another episode. Mm-hmm. Shit is just not lined up to save our lives. Like, so
1: and that's it's frustrating cuz like having an episode like that yeah. just tucked in a chamber ready to be recorded just and not being able to for 25 dates yeah
0: it's frustrating front, bro. Yeah, that made me just not want to do it no more <laughs> yeah, and there's been
1: times I told him like we've had so many scheduling mishaps I'm like I don't even want to do this shit oh, no man. more like yeah, scheduling yeah. but usually right when I say I don't want to do this shit no more is when the next big thing pops worse. yeah and it's like I got to be fed up with it for it to actually like work for me and I'm like this is not healthy
0: the things that you guys did too that I that let me know if I'm off the mark or not, that's helped you guys is that you used to have to have a guest every episode. And it seems like now y'all are fine, like if a guest falls through, it's like, all right, uh, we us three gonna bang it out, we good. Mm-hmm. And that shit mm-hmm. is awesome mm-hmm. as like a, a listener uh to hear because I think you guys have always been great and naturals at doing interviews, but once you guys stopped relying on the interview so much, mm-hmm. you grew as host in a way that like as you know, I was a listener before I mm-hmm. ever started fucking with each other, for real. Mm-hmm. It was, it's, it's been great to see you guys evolve. And so. Yeah, appreciate it. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's yeah. actually, shout out to him. He's the one that pointed it out. Cause I love doing interviews just mm-hmm. cause I got into podcasting because I love having, I love learning and having dope conversations with people. Yeah. But then like, so we went on that run of just interviews and he was like, nah, we are too interview dependent. We need to mm-hmm. get back to just doing us. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, nah, fuck that. Or listen. But yeah, that's, that's all I am. You know, yeah. no. takes, <laughs> hey, but that's, that's
0: if you have a partner the whole point is to bring a aspect a perspective mm-hmm. that you may not have and then to bring that shit together so that's right. dope you guys hold each other down but
3: well, like. within that because like you said we just did one yesterday that was smooth just because uh-huh. we grew as hosts like you said you mm-hmm. know what i mean I, of just yeah. time of just with each other you know what i mean know uh-huh. what our uh flaws are know how to you know pick it up so all yeah, right, yeah.
0: I have to ask this just for the as an interviewer, right? Because I don't want to throw you guys all uh, softballs. Mm-hmm. How has being working together so hand in hand taught you how to how to conflict resolve better? Because like, how often <laughs> do you guys bump heads and then
3: it? So it's more so maybe we will lose an episode or something. Uh-huh. I'll cuss my off like five <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> real quick, but after I get that off my chest, I'm fine. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's really just more so. We know we got to get that off our chest real quick. Okay. It, it's nothing like emotional. It, it's all emotion, honestly. It's nothing honest. It's not because it's it per-
1: personal. Yeah. Okay. yeah like yeah, It's yeah. not a tax on character. It's like, right. oh, you fucked up. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to roast you, you know, for about 20 I'm minutes gonna gonna in front you know of everybody. Let our listeners know you fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So where everybody can be transparent. But, but that's the thing. Like, if, yeah. if any of us fuck up, we like admit it. Yeah, but like, pretty, we know we fucked up. We're pretty
3: open as far as like even trying to schedule people. Well, I have to let him like, nah, we going to relax. We'll, we'll, we'll give reasons why. You know what I mean? Okay. And we'll make sure we see each other's vision as far as like why we want to do it or why we don't want to do it. And then go from there. So it's a pretty smooth conversation. Like, it's never anything where we like, uh, ah, because we're po- both pretty laid back when it comes to that. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. We know what we have to do. So it's pretty easy to resolve unless we're just cussing each other off real quick.
1: Which, awesome. even if something happens, like, even if, say, we don't agree, we still go with it because, like, we're still one team. So, we'll go with mm-hmm. one idea. And if it work, it work. We take what we need from it. If it don't, it don't. Yeah. We still going to be back next week. Yeah. yeah. And that's the beauty of, of doing it so mm-hmm. often. It's just like, okay, it didn't work this week. It's going to work next one. Mm-hmm.
0: That's how it is with us on the Breaks Radio. Like, Mary, because she works for Rock the Bells and she used to work for Hot 97. Mm-hmm. Like, she's legit mm-hmm. in in the business. Like, she's got, gotten us in some doors we got no fucking business being in. And then Marquis works for Blavity, and then you got me doing my shit, and Baylor does a bunch of other shit for Rare Sinus Network. But um, so like when we all come in because it's four of us, it always feels like there's always ends up being two on one side and two on the other. Mm-hmm. And so the way that we have worked out resolving conflict with we're and it's never major, like it's never anything personal. It's like, right. all right, are we going to cover this or are we not going to cover this? Like, and usually we we're good at each one just giving something to somebody. Like, mm-hmm. for example, if you want to cover the R. Kelly shit, I don't want to talk about R. Kelly anymore, but we talked about something I wanted to talk about last week, I'm not even going to throw up a fuss. You got it. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yep. And let's see how how it works out. And we mm-hmm. never do the I told you so thing. Yeah, I think that's that's the key, yeah, yeah. especially in black people. Like, we like holding shit over each other's head. Like, Man. remember the last time you fucked yeah, up? Yeah, remind me of your past. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I, yeah. I know. I know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, <knew>. I just... <laughs> you know just. but hey but honestly but I'm the type of person like I need that accountability Yeah, and the yeah. homies know it cause like if they let it slide one time we lose one episode I'll just alright fuck they not even listen I'm gonna go ahead and lose these other three <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: that oh god
3: he'll come up for I, a month just oh yeah the camera wasn't on like bro what are you talking that's about man? Buddy, man. Yeah.
1: yeah but that, that's again and like to bring it back to mental health like I don't, I, cause I do a lot of the videography and then mm-hmm. like the editing and stuff like that, but I don't do it for our listeners. I do it because like I know the homies is looking at. I don't want to have wasted the homies' time for another yeah, week. Yeah. And they know that because they know the kind of pressure I put on myself. Mm-hmm. So it's like since they know me so well, I know I know how they're usually gonna respond to stuff. It's really never any like conflict like that. Mm-hmm. But um, but when I do fuck up or if any of us fucks up on camera, we, we I think it's healthy out. to call it out and yeah. give. It, Throw your little roast on it mm-hmm. to make sure it won't happen again yeah, yeah for sure and like yeah that's pretty much how we've gotten here
0: let's not talk about the stress that fucking video adding videos anymore
1: bro i had no idea it was going to be as yo we just talked about this on the phone today like I this think. morning on, on the way up here yeah it was not what i thought it was going to be the
3: whole green screen we tried for like a month like
0: that Girl, try
1: videos they said it'll I be easy mind. they said
0: i i don't even get into the green screen shit because i don't have time i know how to do it to like I, this helps me with that because mm-hmm. it has an automatic key here that you can replace shit in but I, I i look at it and i'm like why stress myself fuck this shit and the thing with video too is that you have to be so meticulous in it what angle am i getting everything right the lighting mm-hmm. everything right and then people that watch this shit have no idea Ninety percent of the shit that they think that you just turn on, because that's how I was before. Mm -hmm. You turn on the camera, you're good. When I first bought my first camera, I turned on the camera and I'm like, "Why does this shit look like this, Mm -hmm. nigga? You need lights. Like, what the (laughs) fuck is you doing?" Yeah, yeah, man. And
1: then that journey, that we yeah, we're talking about pretty much this because um, we recently just started putting out videos and like videos on our YouTube channel Mm -hmm. because of the grind of learning how to put stuff out. Like, you think we got it, and then I'm watching it afterwards, and I'm like, "This is not good." Mm Yeah, and. It was easier when it was just a podcast on an audio platform. Yep. But then, like, due to the pandemic and things going so much towards, like, video, I feel like that's where a lot of people fell off to. But it's uh, it's definitely worth it. it. It was worth the grind of losing a summer and... A whole summer. Yeah. Bro. Just dedicated to You ain't told me to figure word. Out. Yeah.
0: That shit. Me trying to do my first short film, I, I filmed a whole, film, a whole movie... That I end up scrapping all that shit. And so, like the original Elite Creative, you guys have both seen the creative, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The original Elite Creative was completely filmed and 90% edited. And I was like, fuck all this shit. I'm throwing so there's a whole nother movie Jeez. out there. And I get
1: that. Man. <laughs> I, as a creative now, I understand. Man. Like, you know what? Just scrap the whole episode and <laughs> go we'll do something new. <laughs> mm-hmm. I totally Bro, I looked
0: that. at that shit and I'm like, all right, this it has a lot of good shit. But then I'm like, but I fucked up here and this little shit. And I fucked up here. I'm doing the whole, yeah. the whole See, shit gotta yeah. go. And
1: that's the whole you standing too close to it. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's why it's best. Work. Like, we have the team because I'm the type of person. I have my face on the glass looking at what it is we just recorded. So, I'm watching myself yeah. on camera over and over again five times a day in one week. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, man. it's got to be them to pull me away. Like, no, just scrap it. Put out what you got. Let's go to the next one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. you you And uh, I think... You have to have a little bit of OCD to be a creative, but then you also have to learn when to just turn that shit the fuck just off. Just
3: let go of yeah. it. Just, yeah. yeah. And be,
0: be OCD about getting shit perfect before you record, but like that's how I am. I'm OCD about all this shit before I set it up. We have
3: After a, I set yeah. it up, it is what the fuck mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's what yeah. it is it's It just, gotta be yeah. We got a sign in our studio That says double check everything Nigga <laughs> Like just hang it up Just to make sure That everything is like Running how it's supposed to But once you sit down Like you said It's just That's it It's yeah. go Sometimes
1: We sat down Camera not even on Man Did a whole episode For nobody yes, <laughs> yeah. that, that shit has
0: never happened To me The camera hasn't on But I won't lie to you There was a time Where I set up everything And I left the lens cap On the lens Bro <laughs> I'm listening to this. I'm playing the video. I'm like, I hear this shit. Why isn't the video mm-hmm. showing up? Jesus. I close the program, reload it. I close it, and oh. I looked up at the camera. I'm like,
1: double check motherfucker. Oh man, that
0: shit's
3: crazy. Yeah, I'd have been hot. <laughs> that shit is crazy.
0: Yeah, that's,
1: yeah, yeah. Cause that's what happened in the one week where the one camera just wasn't on. Like I thought I hit play, but like because uh-huh. the way I'm not gonna get the whole game, but the play button was off. Mm. And the whole time, like we're all sitting there having a good time. Great episode, fantastic episode, one of our best. Walked over is like, oh, we got thirty seconds of it. (laughs) I got me clapping it in front of the screen. Yeah, that's
0: funny. Have you have you started thinking about making the move from what you? Because I don't know if you want to give the special. So, using what you record, what you use to record now, and moving over to a more professional option.
1: I've been I've been dipping my toe into some programs or some programs to go professional, but like. I don't know cuz like I feel like even with this whole year with us like cuz we joke and say we lost the whole year but like it was really a lot of learning to use what I have mm-hmm. and it was just like I'm finally to the point now as of what we recorded yesterday which I think is our best work hands down um to the point where I sort of got a formula and I like the way I'm doing it now mm-hmm. but I know with the next couple of things I'm adding to our arsenal I'm going to have to yeah but like right now it's just like and that and I think that's going to help with my imposter syndrome too because, like, with the way we do things now, I just feel like literally anybody could do what we do.
0: Imposter syndrome is motherfucking real, bro. Like, that shit, like, I used to only think that that shit applied to, like, if you went got into a college that you didn't think you quite qualified for. You got a mm-hmm. job a that job. you didn't mm-hmm. think that you quite, that shit is, can fall into any motherfucking aspect of life, bro, like. Mm-hmm. I think when people when people first started taking notice of The Awakening Soul as like an actual production, like you know me, I'm, I'm 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 a cocky individual to a degree, but a lot of that cockiness is just because of the work I know I put in, not because I I, I absolutely think I do everything better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm just better prepared than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But like some of the reviews and feedback I get, I'm like, I don't deserve this shit, mm-hmm. bro. Like somebody literally wrote me the episode that I did with Amaya, like a year ago and told me that that shit saved their relationship with their father that they didn't talk to for eight months. or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, eight years. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that shit, to me, I was like, I ain't did nothing special. Who the fuck am I mm-hmm. to, to to be doing this shit? And it's, it's fucking crazy.
3: Yeah, taking a compliment is like the hardest shit in the world, man. And
0: then people think you're, you're doing that to fish for more compliments, it's like, it's no, like no the, I legit the, don't I like, see yeah. why you think so highly right. of my I'm ass. I'm uncomfortable yeah. now. Like, yeah. I,
1: yeah. I, yeah. I get it, because it's still weird to even get feedback like on the podcast mm-hmm. because it's like at the time what we're doing is like there's uh it doesn't feel like anybody's listening mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like we're talking about anything that important we're just being us yeah and then when somebody hits us with feedback like oh i enjoyed this this and about or you talking about your father on this show and i'm like i forgot we even talked about it yeah for real but um but yeah receiving feedback like that is just weird i'm Mm -hmm. that's another struggle that i'm working towards that i didn't know i had a problem with till we started creating was i didn't didn't know i was bad at accepting positive feedback yeah which
0: and it's funny because like the the criticism it's almost easier to take because you think that about yourself yeah if somebody's like hey your audio kind of sucked in as ever, so you're like, yeah. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Got
3: it. yeah you got it, yeah.
1: But that's something that, that okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's pointing out something that I can fix, that's actionable, I can get that. Yeah. You tell me my shit good, I'm like, what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: and it's the constant, like, striving to constantly improve even when people think you're good, because there's always something to improve. At. Mm-hmm. And, like, that shit drive, like, that's something that about myself drives me crazy. Like, for example, when I upgraded to this mic from that one that you're your over there using. Mm-hmm. The sound between these two motherfuckers, you can pick up on if you're listening for it. But most motherfuckers are listening on their AirPods that aren't the best thing anyway. They ain't uh-huh. finna hear the fucking difference to that shit. Mm-hmm. But I literally obsessed over the fact of why I needed to get this mic, right? Mm-hmm. I'm listening on these professional mixing headphones. These motherfuckers who listen to this shit ain't gonna hear this They
1: got shit. their phone on speaker. Exactly. <laughs> they are not
0: picking up on any of that right. shit. And oh, so, yeah. like, it, it, it's, it gets obsessive. And I think, too, as podcasters, and it's, I'm glad that you pointed out, use what you have like perfect using what you have because as like creatives we constantly think like, all right, this new piece of gear is going to improve this in that way. And it may, but you could have improved that yourself just using what now, now because mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't making money off this <laughs> shit. Like you putting money in the shit that you're not getting, going to get that back immediately mm-hmm. when you really could have put time, invest time rather than throw cash at it and just improve what the fuck you have going on. So.
3: Right.
1: And that's how we started. Like I didn't have the cash to get what I thought I needed. Mm-hmm. And then when I, got what I thought I needed. It was way more complicated and intimidating than I thought it was was sure. gonna be initially. But um, but no, I'm trying to get like you and oh, Man
3: you ain't here. All right. man, that shit
0: crazy. We'll talk about it. We'll get talk about it. We can get, get you there. We'll Disney talk about plus it. Bag. <laughs> Bro that and that's what when I after so I did Disney the Disney plus sponsorship for a month before I really revamped all of this. When I got that first Disney Plus check, I ain't even gonna lie. I immediately was like, all right it's time to reinvest. Mm. And then It took me, because I tore down that side, I put up everything here. I took a whole weekend plus a day. I actually took the Thursday off work because that's when everything got delivered and redid this whole fucking studio. And when I tell you, when I sat down, I sat down where you were sitting at, in that couch, and looked at everything like, all right, now it's time to work. Mm -hmm. And I've been Fucking putting in work ever goddamn since, man. It's just crazy.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, this is amazing.
0: All right, man. Uh, any last bit of items, any advice that you want to give anybody listening to this? Uh I know we this conversation's gone everywhere, and that's why I love having you two on because like you two guys have great chemistry. You've you're brothers, you should. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like we've always had great chemistry between the three of us before mm-hmm. we even really knew each other when yeah. you guys was yeah. in that office building recording, which oh, has been my fucking God, wild. Um, and they kicked us out that butt. We
3: <laughs> <on the> <laughs> 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 we've been on the run we've
0: been on the run for the last man. two years yeah, yeah, yeah we but uh, mental health Any give, give, give everyone give at least one piece of advice for any brother listening to this who needs to start taking that step into protecting their mental health
3: hmm. it's okay to be vulnerable man like it's okay to, to open up and need that help because yeah. that's the hardest thing for me to ask for is help you know what I mean so yeah Ask for help every now and then, man. I promise you, it's people like that that's going to give it to you. <laughs> yeah, I mm-hmm. promise you, it's people mm-hmm. close to you that can't wait for you to ask. You know what I mean? That is true. So, that is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, kill team. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Body <laughs> be on that one.
1: Um, <laughs> I guess, well, I don't know. Whenever I find like my mental health declining or I'm stressed or like sad about something, I just find things that make me laugh. Okay. Um, Because I feel like laughter sort of clears your head mm-hmm. and. Like, you know, that one of the good hearty laughs, like tears coming down, like you take that breath in afterwards and then everything is fine. Yeah. So I like to find things that make me laugh, make me happy to try to realign my center and get me back to where I'm trying to go. Dope. Yeah. So just laugh, laugh more Dope. and ask for help because. <laughs>
3: Don't try to piggyback cut. Huh?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mine is this. I think as black men, once we realize that we have such a unique experience that we have generational trauma. Right. Mm-hmm. Just just being black men, period, carries oh a certain my. level of trauma. And so, like, Man. once you realize that and realize you're not the only one going through because we we put ourselves on islands. We feel like nobody else is going to understand because nobody else is going through this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want to be the weak one. Um, So once you eliminate that thinking and just it, it's I guess I'm going back to you. It's OK to ask for help. It's also OK to go to going to therapy is a sign of strength, not a sign of weak.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So. Um, more people need to embrace therapy. I, I again, therapy isn't for everyone. I want to make sure I say that as well because I think now it's starting to turn left where everybody thinks therapy is the key and it's mm-hmm. not always for everything. But it, therapy isn't there to fix things for you, it's to give you the tools so you can fix them yourself.
1: And you got to go through that process too, like yeah. finding the right therapist, yep. Um, going more than once, yeah. Scheduling, <laughs> scheduling, yeah. yeah.
0: Making, like... making, and this is the thing. By not making time to do that, that means you're not making time for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's okay to make time for yourself. Mm-hmm. We think like, again, that goes back to the generational trauma. We never were, our, our ancestors were never able to stop working. We still have that to this day. We're not in the fields, but we think the moment that we slow down and stop going, we're going to get passed up. Mm-hmm. And that's part of that generational trauma. So once we start letting that go and being okay with slowing down and reprocessing your shit, like the world opens. Mm-hmm.
1: World I agree 110%. Open. World opens
3: up. All right, give me your social media, man. Let's get the hell up out. Uh, very wide out on Instagram and Twitter. It was, oh, it's very wide out on Instagram. Ruapo Fumador <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that shit. Um, social. Uh, social. I can't even speak. <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> a dope yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope Podcast. Dope podcast on Instagram. Yeah, ahead, you can yo. email
1: us at at gmail at gmail.com Follow us on Instagram and Twitter yeah, at a Dope Lil Podcast. Lil. Um, click the link in the bio on our Twitter. You can see our merch there. Um, you can follow me, the work husband, T H E W R K husband, but that's going to change soon because yeah. work husband's out here getting jumped. <laughs> um, <laughs> Literally, so, so I'm that friend from work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also want to shout out the homie the EBT Bandit. Yeah, definitely. Could be at Shout out them. Shout out to Camp Thinking Fudgy and the Keeping It Real Wrestling Podcast. Oh
3: yeah, they shoot. Uh, shout out Donna
1: yeah. D of the Tires Podcast and all Jesus my other little pod babies Christ. out here. Oh yeah, I forgot um, you. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm I learned from that. Executive producer. Yeah. You guys know that. I learned that. You heard the Pod Go get them all. Oh, man, man. Listen, bro. Like, if, if our podcast wouldn't be where we are now without man honestly, this man right here. So shout out together. to Awaken Soul Podcast, CEO Hayes, and every other platform he on.
0: Listen, I got too many at this point, bro. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, sir, put us in contact sir. with Disney. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can uh, follow me at CEO Hayes, a CEO, H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow the podcast at Awaken Soul Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, the Soul Pod at gmail.com. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 614-547-2039. We are the number one podcast for the culture, and this week, we out this bitch.
1: He said that like, he yes. got a number. <laughs> He said said that like an infomercial? We gotta get like that. That This has been a presentation of the Break 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 Media. love podcast